Hey everybody, it's Audrey Ellis and you're listening to Ask Audrey. I was, I actually did a podcast earlier today around like 1.30 and I have it saved and everything, but when I listened back to it, I was just like, I rushed it, just trying to do it just to make sure I did it. And even though it's good to put in the effort to do it, I wanted to at least like do it right. So I figured the best thing to do is just to do it late again. Like when I started off doing it, I was doing it late anyway. I think I posted like around, no, I started off at six and then I got to about one in the afternoon and then I got to 11. So things keep coming up. I guess I'm going to find my right niche, my right time at some point. But until then, I'm just kind of going with the flow, just making sure I do it each day. So the one I posted earlier, I just didn't feel like it was right to post. But tonight, I kind of want to talk about the topic that I was mentioning last night in regards to the book, my, my favorite book. It's called Passing, and it was written by Nella Larson during the Harlem Renaissance era, and it's like a really great book. It's short, but it's straight to the point, and just very amazing. A lot of messages in there, a lot of um, insight to how people lived, and, and the insight to, you know, African-American people passing for white during the 1930s and 40s. And it's still relevant today because it relates to how, like, oftentimes in life we pass for things that were not, you know, daily. And I'll get into that a little bit more. But first I wanted to explain the characters of the story. I remember the main character. I know her name is Irene. But the other woman, it's been a long time since I read it. I have it in my closet. I could just grab it now. But I'm trying to get this thing posted before midnight. And I just got off work. So, and it's like 11.09 right now. But anyway just try to summarize the story there's a woman named Irene and she is a mixed woman she's mulatto and she has fair skin so fair to the point that she could pass for a white woman if she wanted to but she chose to live or she should I say chooses is it in the story it's kind of present tense even though reading now it's past tense but anyway she chose to live as a as an African-American woman, instead of trying to pass for white, she just decided to accept who she is and her heritage. She married a black man. They have black children and they're still well off. They're still affluent. They're still successful and they, they do well for themselves. They have maids. They have a nice brownstone. So, you know, choosing the African-American life wasn't a hindrance for them. They still were able to succeed in the, I want to say like the, uh, don't quote me, the Upper East Side or Upper West Side of Chicago, but a nice neighborhood, a nice African-American or affluent African-American neighborhood. And when she was growing up, there were a lot of girls in her neighborhood who were like her. There were mulatto girls who were light enough to pass for white. And most of them, they all like went their separate ways. But there was this one woman who she hadn't seen in years, maybe since she was a teenager, who happened to come back into her life. And it was an uncomfortable like encounter, an uncomfortable reacquaintance because this woman this old friend was living her life as a white woman, even though she was by heritage and by lineage, an African-American woman mixed with white. So when she ran into this friend, this friend seemed kind of like, I guess, disheveled. You know, her life on the outside seemed like it was so well put together. She was married to a white man. They had a child and the child came out white or white looking, I should say. So she was safe in that regard. But the woman didn't seem well. She seemed all over the place and she wanted 
so badly to just attach to attach to Irene and kind of see, you know, I guess if she made the right choice because she chose to live as a white woman. So she just cling to Irene and followed her around and kind of watched her life to see if living as a black woman would have been better for her. So they both kind of compared lives and every once in a while Irene would, you know, reap the benefits of looking like a white woman, but she lived as a black woman. So as the story goes on, you see the comparison and you kind of, from the author's standpoint, it, it appears that the author is trying to convey that living your truth is the best choice because in the end, the other woman, I wish I could remember her name. I want to say it starts with an M. But the other woman met an untimely demise that was very confusing and chaotic. And if you read the book, like I would love to know what people, like how people perceived it. Because it's so hard to tell how it ends. But she, anyway, the she met a demise and it came from the facade she was living. From living her, living an untruth in her life. And Irene you know, felt pity for her because all she had to do was just choose her truth and live as she really was. And she would have had a happier, less chaotic, less confusing life. But she thought it would be better to be someone she wasn't because the world made it seem like being a white woman was better than just being the African-American woman that she was. And the reason why I brought up this topic is because, or the reason why I brought up, brought up this book is because I feel like in today's society, we are doing that. Like we're constantly choosing to live as the world tells us we should instead of living in our truths. We go out and we buy. Now, I don't want people to be offended because I think makeup is great and it's fun, but I kind of agree with something that I watched Rihanna say when she was doing a makeup tutorial. You should contour to your face and not the way they tell you to contour. And that's relative because people are putting on like these different faces and when you take off the makeup, you don't even recognize the person underneath it because everyone believes they should look like and become something else because we don't believe that who we are is good enough just as it is. And we've gone into the world with these attitudes, you know, copying certain people and certain women and certain, you know, celebrities thinking that if we copy these people, the whole world will love us just as much as they love that celebrity when that's not the case. That celebrity is either being themselves or being you know, the version of themselves that they're selling to the world to make money and to make a name for themselves. But it's still a form of themselves. It still comes from somewhere within. They're still, they made up this manufactured alter ego because it still comes from something about them that is real and is true and it relates to who they are. But when we look at them and we start to, you know, pick up their mannerisms and pick up their style of speech and talk and, and do the things that they do thinking that it'll make us better, all we're doing is just denying the greatness inside of us. So I feel like, you know, it may not be a physical death, but like the character in the book Passing, Irene's friend, a part of us will die if we do that. And I don't know if anyone agrees, but I, th I just had this feeling that one day we might wake up and wonder where did we go? Like where, who am I really? And it sounds like, you know, philosophical and cliche. And I use that word cliche a lot because most people will dismiss what people say as calling it cliche or calling it, you know, something, you know, pretty much unimportant but it's true I think that one day we might look up and say if I didn't do all these things that I learned to do by watching my favorite celebrities or watching other people around me who would I really be and what would I really want to do we're not looking into those things and we're not trying to figure out what makes us so special we just decide hey that person over there is special all the things that they do I'm going to do it too so that people will think I'm special and then when no one thinks that we're special after copying someone we get confused and we don't understand but it's because we're not being ourselves. What makes us special is everything that we already have that we were already born with. So I wish that there was a way to get people to understand that the diversity and the, the variety. What do the people always say? Variety is the spice of life. 
I don't know how many people know that saying nowadays, but I used to hear it in commercials and television all the time when I was a kid. And I agree. I don't want to be like anybody else. I don't want to look like anybody else. I want to just be me. I want to be unique and stand out in a crowd as opposed to blending in with the herd. So I hope people hear this message and can relate to it and can agree to agree with it or at least see the point of view. You know, that doesn't mean you have to take off makeup and stop wearing makeup. It doesn't mean you have to take off wigs and stop wearing wigs and lace fronts and things like that. Just in whatever style or manner that you do it, try to make sure that you can see yourself when you're doing it and not see someone else. Try to make sure when all of that is taken off, that you still feel like you are the same person, that you're not some other person when everything is, when you're donned in all your your fancy get up and things like that. Now I sound like an old person donned in the fancy get up, but seriously. Celebrities, I think, are different and they get a little bit of a pass because if you're made to do something, then there's grace to do something. So celebrities are made to entertain us. So I feel like there's grace for them to give us that alter ego and that other kind of personality that helps us to buy what they're selling. And like I said, most of it is infused with parts of who they really are, just amplified for the point purpose of entertainment. But when we go out into the world trying to be our own celebrity, not realizing that everyone isn't made to be a celebrity, then we just kind of get lost in this facade. And I think that that's what this world is lost in right now. I feel like all the Instagram girls look just the same and the Instagram guys even, you know, like you go out into the world and it's, it's sometimes hard to find unique and original looking people because everyone looks the same. And I look forward to and I'm so hopeful that we'll see the day when originality and unique style and beauty and embracing who we are and what we have and what we've been given becomes a thing of the present and not a thing of the past. So I thank you for listening. And again, as I always say, I have like three, so far, three is a good number. I have three listeners with each episode. And, you know, of course, hopefully that the number will grow one day. Hopefully more people will listen. But in the meantime, I appreciate each and every person that has listened now and that will listen in the future. And I hope you have a good night, a good morning, or a good evening whenever you listen to it. <laughs>